Welcome to Faith and Family. I'm Andy Bates. Thanks to our underwriter, Concordia University, Wisconsin, for supporting this program. To find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin, go to our website, kfuo.org, and look for the CUW logo in the sponsor section there. Following the storm Hurricane Irma, which recently covered most of the state of Florida, I was able to catch up with Cassie Moore. She's director of Christian education at Our Savior Lutheran Church and School in St. Petersburg and Largo, Florida. It's looking like uh, we still don't have power um, and we have really spotty cell reception. So it looks like we're just able to maybe send and receive text messages occasionally um, and occasionally get some phone calls through. But, yeah, it's looking like we're going to be without power for probably several days is what they're saying. Well, I'm very grateful that you're willing to spend some of your phone time with me. I know that you don't get much of it. Tell me a little about uh, Our Savior Lutheran Church and School in St. Petersburg. Uh, prior to the storm, what's the relationship between the community and Our Savior Lutheran Church in St. Petersburg? Yeah, well, Our Savior Lutheran, uh, we are a multi-site church and school, so we have um, a grade school and two preschools and two church campuses uh, in the St. Petersburg Largo area. Um, so we we really are a church that um, loves the community. We actually have T-shirts that say "I love St. Pete" on them um, for a lot of our members. But uh, we just we do a ton in our community. Um, I think our youth group, um, our youth program. Actually, we work with about 11 different charities um, just in St. Pete alone. So we do everything from helping with um, feed community kids at local public schools to um, working with uh, local 5Ks and sponsoring people and setting up water stations to working with Ronald Battle House, um, nursing homes all over the place. Um, we just do a ton of outreach stuff. So um, it's, it's really it's an interesting um just to see how all of this has kind of gone down with this hurricane, um, the first thing that we did as a church staff was sit down and say, okay, so what are we going to do? Do we have any idea what we can do afterwards? And it's a little bit too early to tell how we can really help others, but um, it's definitely something that we've already been trying to figure out what we can do. Can we set up teams? Can we get ready to go somewhere? Do we need to mobilize down south? Um, are there people in our own community that desperately need our help? Uh, so we're still figuring it out, but I'm sure we'll do something. As you learned uh, with the forecast of the storm, tell me about making that decision to to either evacuate or stay in place. You know, it, it was a really difficult decision for everybody really in Florida. Um, the forecast just it was dire for about a week, um, and it looked like, you know, it's it's going to hit all of Florida. It's just a matter of where the eye is really going to hit hard. Um, so, thankfully, we are very, very thankful that it dropped down to Category 2 by the time it hit St. Petersburg and Tampa Bay. Um, so, we are extremely fortunate, uh, very blessed that it didn't hit us as hard as uh, expected, but... Um, you know, there was as soon as they announced uh, last Monday, Labor Day, they announced that Florida was going to be emergency to prepare. Um, water was actually flying off the shelves. I was actually at the store when they announced that 
online and water already. People were grabbing bottled water and loading their cars. And I happened to go um, just that evening. I went to the grocery store, and they were already selling out of bottled water. So within a couple of days, um, I mean, everything, gas was gone everywhere. So, you know, if you just really decide to leave by Wednesday or Thursday, um, gas was virtually gone, and there was just... You know, everything was clogged up. The roads were completely full of people trying to get out. It was slow going, and there was really no safe place to go at that point. Um, it wasn't until, you know, the 48 hours right before the hurricane that they really narrowed down where exactly it would hit. So um, it was just, it was a hard decision for everybody. And I have a lot of friends that did leave town um, and did go to Georgia or go to the Midwest and stay with family, but. Uh, my husband and I, my husband is a pastor at the church, and I'm a director of Christian education. Um, we personally felt really strongly that this is our community, and this is our church, this is our family, and, you know, we want to stay. We want to go down with the ship, so to speak. Um, so we ended up staying, and, uh, you know, we're thankful to be here, thankful to be able to drive around the community right away and see what sort of damage was done. Tell me about communication with members of the congregation before, during, and after the storm. Were you able to uh, to check in with and, and get updates from other members of the congregation and and uh, account for those members of the congregation? Um, yeah, beforehand, uh, it's really, uh, really pretty special. Um, we sat down at our staff meeting on Tuesday morning, and actually the first thing we did was we listed out every person in our congregation uh, who is homebound, who maybe lived alone, um, maybe an elderly couple or somebody who is sick, um, people that we needed to keep an eye on during the storm. Um, and we actually, our, our pastors visited all of these people, checked in on all of these people. Um, it was a massive effort, but um, we actually had the, the primary contact information so we would be able to, to do something to help them if they weren't able to get help from neighbors or from family. Um, and we had people all, you know, all week long, people that lived out of state calling our church office and saying, hey, you know, my mom was alone down there. Could you go check on her? And we did. Um, so that was that was really a pretty, uh, pretty exciting way we were able to help people in our congregation. Um, when the hurricane actually hit, everybody was sheltered in place. So um, it, was, it was hard in some places to get cell phone reception. A lot of people are conserving their batteries. Um, so all of our staff, we have um, quite a few staff between both campuses and our schools. So we were all on one text message chain, sort of updating each other through the evening, through the event, um, and then afterwards. And uh, we're trying, we're trying to get a hold of people. Really, social media has been the best way for all of us to keep track of each other. But we have a lot of members that are still out of town trying to get back into the Tampa Bay area, um, and it's. It's really slow going, um, so really assembling. And at this point, um, it's really you're connecting with your next door neighbors. And we are we are so thankful. We had next door neighbors dropped everything to help us and to help us um, get together a few scraps to to cover the one window that didn't have her shutters. Um, and it's really been pretty pretty fun to see the community come together in that way to rally together. 
Now the storm has passed and assessing the damage, would you say most of the damage was from, from wind, rain, or both? What damages have you seen so far? Yeah, we had um, we had pretty rain, but not a lot of it. Um, the big concern for us uh, was not only wind damage, and we did have um, some pretty strong wind gusts. I know my husband and I actually sheltered inside the church, and uh, it's a big concrete two-level building, and there were several wind gusts that actually you know rattled the entire concrete structure. Um, the windows were vibrating, and you know everything was just. Um, really, really strong wind, branches snapping, you know, you could see transformers blowing all night long, just lighting up the sky. Um, but the big concern for our community is monsters, because we live in a peninsula in St. Pete, so we're surrounded by beaches. Um, so we have a number of people at our church that have homes right on the water, and uh, it's very, very emotional for them to see look at their house and say, okay, you know, if the storm surge comes up as high as it could, I could lose everything in my house. So a lot of our members, a lot of our staff locked their front door earlier this week and said, you know, I may not come back to my home ever again. Um, but fortunately, it looks like we had pretty minimal flooding, um, which is really a huge and uh, didn't really have a whole lot of flooding in the streets. Um, had quite a lot of trees broken and bent over. Um, some roofs were sort of torn apart, um, a lot of shingles down, but uh, things could have been a whole lot worse. I know you're still working on the plan. What are potential ways that your congregation may be able to uh, to serve their neighbors in acts of mercy and, and care and, and provide opportunities for witness in the future? Yeah, I think um, it's hard to say a definite plan at this point, but I know there's been talk of assembling teams to go down um, to go down South Florida and uh, set things up. I've actually had friends from other towns, some friends from St. Louis even, that have offered um, to come down and set up mission teams and send mission teams down here if we can coordinate something like that. So, um, you know, we're, we're all planning, and we've already all been helping our neighbors pick up branches and, you know, drag pieces of trees and, and down trees away from each other's houses. So I think that, um, you know, from the very beginning, we encouraged our congregation in all of our messages about, you know, canceling services and canceling activities. We said, hey, go help your neighbor. Go outside. Find what you can do for your neighbor. Um, you know, show this community that, that we really we're here and we're here to stay. We're here before, during, and after the storm, and we're ready to do whatever we can to get feet back on its feet. In the uh, in the aftermath of the storm, I know it'll take some time as you're you're without power. Many of your neighbors are without power. Uh, perhaps your church building as well. Um, once that power is restored, what are some of the first things that that you intend to intend to do as DCE? What are what are your next steps as director of Christian education? Yeah, my um, my plan for um, getting things going. Um, I would say whatever we get our, our youth group out, um, helping people. Um, you know, I've even gone uh, over to my neighbors and said, hey, does anybody need water? Um, we'll have a lot of cleanup, a lot of prep to do um, to get things sort of 
back up and running. I know our, our church campus had a whole lot of trees and um, branches and all sorts of stuff all over the place. It's just, um, it looks like almost like the, the ground, all the concrete, all the driveways are just covered in grass because there's just so much debris on the ground. But I think um, we will get up and running and start getting teams, getting kids, um, getting families out there and ready to help each other. Um, and I think certainly, you know, we we go on a mission trip every year with our youth and uh, have usually gone out of state. Um, at this point, it may be something that we go within our own state and we figure out ways to, to help our neighbors in southern Florida um, to help them get things back and fully recovered. So we'll just, we'll have to wait and see. It's, it's still so early after the storm. Um, you know, we were still feeling hurricane-force winds for um, a good portion of early yesterday morning and then tropical storm winds and uh, rain all day, which just gives you an idea of how huge the storm system was. Um, Irma, you know, it just it covered us with rain and wind for, I think, almost 30 hours total. So it's just like nothing you've ever seen if, if you've never been in a hurricane. Um, I grew up in the Midwest and I've experienced blizzards and storms and, um, you know, driving ice storms um, and tornadoes. I lived in California and experienced some earthquakes and some uh, dust storms. But I just, there's been nothing like a hurricane having sustained winds, um, you know, hurricane winds for hours and hours on end. It was just a crazy experience for sure. Cassie Moore, Director of Christian Education, Our Savior Lutheran Church and School, St. Petersburg in Largo, Florida. Cassie, thank you so much for uh, sharing an update with us today. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me on. Leslie Sullivan, Director of Christian Education at Christ the King Lutheran Church in Largo, Florida, shared an update with us as well on the conditions in her community. Leslie Sullivan here in Largo, Florida from Christ the King Lutheran, and um, just giving you an update on um, the impact of Hurricane Irma at our church. Um, we just have lots of trees down, uh, debris kind of scattered throughout our campus from uh, trees and plants and bushes and things that kind of got torn up. Um, uh, we have some water issues, uh, a little flooding. Um, uh, one of our large buildings, our Christian Ministry Center, um, the carpets are pretty soaked, so the water must have rushed in through the windows or walls or something. And um, But we're very blessed, and uh, we know we can clean up and recover. We still have no power, so that makes cleanup a little interesting with carpets. Um, but we're just pushing through and knowing that God's taking care of us and and um, hopeful to get our preschool and church up and running this week. Um, all depends on the power. And um, uh, for our community, power is the largest issue. Lots of trees down, but um, we're just hopeful that uh, we can get power restored and, and get uh, everything back to a semblance of normalcy here. Um, again, we were very blessed to not be in the direct path of Hurricane Irma like was predicted less than 12 hours before she hit. So uh, we feel overwhelmingly blessed right now. Uh, we thank everyone for prayers and concerns and, and great thoughts um, sent our way during this time. And uh, we ask that you pray for our sister and brother congregations down in South Florida that 
have not fared as well, um, and uh, we hope to be able to help them in whatever ways they need as soon as we can assess that. To pledge your support, go to lcms.org slash Irma or text LCMS Irma at 41444. Concordia University, Wisconsin, and Mequon overlooks a half mile of beautiful Lake Michigan shoreline. CUW campus is located 15 miles north of Milwaukee with over 70 undergraduate majors, 28 graduate degree programs, and doctorate programs in pharmacy, physical therapy, occupational therapy, and nursing practice. CUW offers online learning and accelerated learning at one of nine Wisconsin centers and one in St. Louis. Traditional or accelerated education, CUW has the program for you. CUW.edu.